You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. You are listening to Hog Talk Recap Edition with Michael Bumpus along with Nasa Chobie. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals 28-21 to and get some revenge. And like we always do, let's go into the trenches with Ray Robertson talk about it. It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk Ray Roberts. Big Ray, good morning, man. How you doing? I'm hanging in there, big dog. How you feeling? Hey, all is well over here. The Hawks get it done. Like I mentioned, 28 to 21. And the very first thing I had to ask you, before the game, a little birdie told us that Damian Lewis might be playing center. The rookie goes out there, stumbles at first. I believe he had, what, a fumble. Uh, he got beat, and he had a penalty. Other than that, did he settle down? Did he get going? What you see out of the youngster? You know, uh, for, for what he was being asked to do, uh, a lot of those things uh, were to be expected. Uh, I thought it was a little unfair for them to uh, run a pass play on his very first snap. I thought they should have maybe given him a chance to just fire off the ball a little bit just to kind of get his feet wet, but after that, I think he settled down and he played pretty good. Uh, the one thing I like ab- about Damian Lewis is that, you know, in the press conference after the game, he said um, that he told the coach that he'd, he'll do whatever he has to do. And to me, that means the dude is just a football player. It doesn't matter where you put him. He's going to figure it out. He's going to figure out a way to be successful in it. As the game went on, he looked a little bit more uh, comfortable with it. And you have to also consider that, um, you know, playing in that position, He's never had to do a double team with Mikey Potty. He's never had to do a double team with uh, Jamarco Jones. You know, so like it's even just the people around him made it is a little bit uncomfortable. But I thought he played pretty good. This is a good game to put him there. They they had a lot of injuries on the defensive line, so maybe not as talented of of a player that he was playing against. And I think he settled into to what they were asking him to do, and he did a good job. Yeah, I'm with you, Ray. People think that you can just switch um, positions on that offensive line and it's all gravy. Now, there's some adjustments that need to be made. I was happy the young man got it done. Now, all year, you've been asking this football team to really implement the run, not to just be run heavy, but to have purpose, I believe, is what you, you said with your run. We saw that last night where Carlos Hyde, I think as a team, they rushed for 165 yards. How did you feel about the balance that we saw last night? You know, I, I loved it because uh, it looked like a like it looked like one game plan, and I think that was the, the word I kept. I've been using using is they needed to marry the run game to the passing game, and so it didn't really matter to me if they dropped back and threw it forty times and only ran it twenty times, as long as those twenty runs were part of an offensive game plan and not like a oh well maybe we should run it right here. So it really felt like a really cohesive game plan. So then it just so happened that you had a veteran running back uh, back there, a guy that's more north and south, uh, and can and and can turn a five-yard gain into a eight or nine or ten-yard gain or a two-yard gain into a five-yard gain. Uh, and so he was able to find the creases that the offensive line was creating and and get and and finding that space and getting those yards. So 
I was really pleased with the way he looked. He looked fresh. He looked uh, uh, quick and, and, and agile. And then I'm telling you, this offensive line wants to run the football. And I think that the, that they, this was a statement game for them, not just to the fans of Seattle, but to the, to the coaching staff of Seattle, that we can do this. Put someone back there, give us an opportunity to get into a rhythm, uh, running the ball, and we can, you know, not that you can take any guy off the street to put back there, but if you have a quality, like I really feel like if uh, DJ Dallas had, had to play last night with the way the offensive line was blocking, he would have been close to some of the same production because it would have been it would have been hard to miss the holes that were there. Yeah, I agree. That offensive line seemed like they had some pep in their step, firing off the football. Dwayne Brown doing what he does, dominating guys as well. Now, Russell Wilson, he's been getting some heat over the last few weeks, been turning the football over. He seemed to make better decisions last night, tucked the ball and ran. I believe he had 10 carries last night for about 60 yards. What did you see out of Russell Wilson? Did you like his decision-making? Is this the type of game you feel like the Hawks need from him? Yeah, I think so because, you know, we talked uh, before the game about uh, there was this, this idea that they were simplifying the game for Russell. And Russell's a really smart uh, smart guy, and, and he knows this offense as well as anybody. So it wasn't a matter of Russell not being able to process what the defense was doing or, or what they were trying to get done on offense. I think, like I said before, I think it was a clarification of what are our desired outcomes. Our desired outcomes are to move the ball, uh, you know, advance the, the ball down the field, score points, win the game. It wasn't to throw 50 touchdowns or get MVP votes or let Russ do whatever people want him to do in the kitchen. It was to get move the ball down the field, score touchdowns, and win the football game. And so if you look at how Russell was controlling the game, it's still his offense. You know, there was a, he, he mentioned in his press conference checking out of pass plays and getting getting to run plays that were favorable and and those types of things. So Russell has still been able to do his thing. Uh, just just how he gets to, to doing those things may look a little different. So I was really pleased with it uh, when I was driving home last night. Uh, you know, I was listening to some old Motown music and uh, and there were some songs. Uh, I think I posted on there. One was called "I Miss You" and the other one was called "The Undisputed Truth." And so uh, I think that last night uh, them returning to that old school type of football that they've always played uh, was is the formula that they need. And then when you go into the game and you need Russell to, to pass for 400 yards, he can still do that. But this is the foundation of what this team is. This is the character of what this team is. This is the soul of what Pete Carroll brings to this organization. So it was good, it was good for them to revisit that, to kind of calm themselves down and get them recentered. Yeah, I agree with you. It's nice to just to see the them win in a variety of ways, right? You don't just have to win one way. And during the football season, you're going to be asked to win a bunch of different ways. So I'm with you, right? This is old school vintage Russell Wilson right here, 23-28, uh, two touchdowns, nothing overwhelming, but he got it done. So now we show the offense some love. We got to go over to this defense. Guys yes, been, are not guys. Fans have been yelling, oh, get rid of Kid Norton. They don't know what they're doing. One, we told everybody to calm down. He is a professional. Pete's a professional. They're going to go and figure some things out. They were able to hold one of the, if not the best rushing offense, to 57 yards rushing. Kyler Murray had 15 yards rushing and no touchdowns. Previous to this, he had scored with his feet and his arm in five consecutive games. What do you see out of this defense to really slow these guys down? 
Well, what what the first thing you saw was some help, right, along the uh, the the defensive line. Uh, you know, getting getting some of those guys healthy, Green and Mayoa uh, back on on the on the field, uh, and then they looked like they just played with more purpose. You know, I, I think you know in the press conference it, it was a theme throughout the press conference. This idea that there's a lot of new pieces here that don't really uh, know the culture of this team because they weren't able to go through those preseason games. They weren't able to go through those those tough two-a-day practices and things like that where they get to really get acclimated to what the culture is here. And that may be – it may sound like a little, uh, you know, not – it may sound a little fruity, I guess, is, is a word I, I can come up with because every team has a culture, so to speak. But here it really is part of how they play, how they think, how they go about it. So you heard Dunlap talking about the positivity that's here. Uh, you know, him celebrating with his, his coach, uh, his the his rejuvenation, the the excitement that he's gotten, uh, him cheering, you know, uh playing to the fans that are not there, like all those types of things. Uh, you heard Bobby Wagner talk about it, like he wished that the the twelves were there so that the new guys could feel what that's like. You know, so I think more guys, more of these new pieces are starting to understand uh, the not just the, the game plan, but just the philosophy of how they approach football here and what the culture in the locker room is. And then I, then I think that starts to show up on the field. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of new people, even with the injuries in the secondary, all the different guys that we're playing, dudes that haven't been in this, in this program very long. Uh, it takes time to kind of, you know, for think of Carlos Dunlap. For for eleven years he's in, in this basically losing uh program and then he comes here and he's going like he, you have to question some of the positivity because you go like man like where I came from this just wasn't flying so it's kind of hard to receive that but now I think he sees how genuine and uh uh how genuine that is uh, and now he's bought into it so you saw the excitement in his press conference the dude does the best press conferences ever but uh but I think that's a big part of the turnaround on the defense. I'm with you, Ray. They're bought in, and I'm bought into everything you say because you be spitting that knowledge, big homie. I appreciate you taking your time out of your day. Excuse me, your morning. Have a good one, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's early. Uh, it felt like we just walked out of the stadium <laughs> 10 minutes ago, but uh, it's a good feeling uh, to go into the, the to the Thanksgiving week uh, feeling good about the Seahawks. The Seahawks are feeling good about how they played and where they're headed, and then the, and then the home stretch of games. Are very favorable favorable for them. So everyone has to be feeling a little bit better uh, eating some of that uh, that turkey on on uh, next week. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, Ray. I'll talk to you All soon, right. big homie. Yeah, peace out. All right. You know what? I'm not even gonna. Let's not even play no games. Let's bring NASA Chobi in and what had happened, and let's holler at him. See what had happened at first. Was... <laughs> See what happened was what had happened was on Hawk Talk. What had happened was it's Victory Friday here at the VMAC. The Seahawks take down the Cardinals 28-21. And, Bob, let me tell you something, man, it feels good. It feels – we're so spoiled down here. It feels like it's been, you know, three months since we had a victory around here, man. I'm just – I'm jacked up, fired up. Ray got me going. The Seahawks get back to doing what we talk about all the time, and it's owning the NFC West. This is the biggest win of the season, no question about it. If they would have lost last night, it would have really – been difficult for them to get back in the division race. So it's a huge win to beat the Cardinals at home. 
And the other thing, Bump, is the Seahawks got back to what's been so successful over the entirety of the Pete Carroll era, and that's a quality run game paired with a defense that made plays, got off the field, came down with big stops, and that's just winning football, you know. We've all been talking about let Russ blank, let Russ blank, all this stuff, (laughs) this and that. While we can still do that because Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is still the best player in football, he can still do all those things, you need to have some support. And the team looked completely different last night, something we haven't seen all year because they were able to have a successful run game, and it definitely helped complement Russell Wilson all night long. Yes, successful run game, 197 yards, and then they held the Arizona Cardinals to under 60 yards rushing, which is crazy. When you have Murray, Dre, Edmonds back there, the way they've been performing, you would hope that they just hover around 100 yards, but under 60 yards is great. The time of possession, Jim Miller last night um, really brought this to our attention. 35 minutes to 24. That means that your offense is working the ball down the field slowly. It wasn't that really explosive offense that we're used to seeing. There were some explosive plays, but I'm okay with this style of football. There are going to be games like this. You're going to have to win ball games this way to keep explosive offenses off the field when we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. I like the play calling. Early in the game, in one series, we saw a scream, an audible, quads, um, a rollout, quick game. They... They covered it all. When it came to their offense, it seemed they checked every box they needed to check. Oh, for sure. Russell and Shoddy had it going last night. Um, On the preview podcast, I mentioned I wanted to see them get back to other teams having to deal with us, other teams having to adjust to us instead of being the other way around. And that was the thing. Russell took everything that was given to him. When they brought pressure, he, he got the hot route. He got the ball out. He dumped it off a couple times with Hyde or Dallas or the tight ends. And everything we did, like you said, we were creative. I feel like... For the very different from the second half last time we played the Cardinals is they were reacting to us. We had everything going, everything was working. There was rhythm. There was good, long, sustained drives, which is you love to see. And defensively, Kyler Murray finished the game with a season low 15 rush yards. The Cardinals are one eight one over the last two seasons when Murray is held under 30 yards. And how did they do that? Contain, contain, and wrap him up. It seemed like there was a play that just signified everything that this defense needed to be last night. K.J. Wright is one-on-one with Kyler Murray, doesn't take the bait, keeps him on his inside shoulder, allows his help to work for him. That lets me know that they came with a game plan and these guys were able to execute it. It's tough to keep a man like Kyler Murray under 15 yards rushing. That's ridiculous. No, it's unbelievable. And you talk about the total defensive numbers for the Seahawks. Like we mentioned, the Seahawks have been taking a lot of heat all season long, and they have given up all yards and a lot of points. Well, against Arizona, it might not seem like a lot, but this was their season low. They only gave up 314 yards, and that's their season low by a lot, and only allowed 21 points for the first time all year. So they had it going. So I think for everyone that has been throwing shade at Ken Norton, who's been throwing shade at the def- everyone on defense, you know, y'all need to back up and give some credit where credit <laughs> is due because, once again, the defense belt off of what we saw in the second half against the Rams, took that into this game, which is the first time we've seen them go from game to game. And they definitely, you know, they brought their lunch pail and they went to work, man. They went to work and now they are back on top in the division, sitting at first place with 7-3. We'll wait until Monday to see what the Rams do. But for now, it belongs to the Hawks. Let's get into Playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. All right, playmakers. 
Russell Wilson, number three, the quarterback, number three on the jersey, number one in your hearts. Efficient, 23 for 28, 197 yards and two touchdowns. Most importantly, zero turnovers bump. And last uh, last Monday, it really hurt my heart. And it was the first time all season <laughs> that I left Russell off playmakers last week. Dang. Yeah. It, it was the first time and the last time in the history of this podcast because my guy was coming out. He was balling. <laughs> took what the defense gave him. Always got us into the correct play. Wilson earned his 93rd career win as a starter. He passes Peyton Manning's 92 for the most by any QB in his first nine seasons in NFL history. Now, he also joins Brett Favre, Drew Brees as the only quarterbacks in NFL history with 30-plus passing touchdowns in four consecutive seasons. Even with the struggles he had the last few weeks, he is still breaking records. But zero turnovers. That's huge. With a defense that is struggling but getting better because they are getting better. I saw a lot of good things last night. I hope. Okay, yep. I was going to mention a guy, but you got him on our playmaker. So I'll save that comment for later. But a defense that has been struggling but getting better, you have to protect the ball. Ball, ball security, job security. Russell ain't going nowhere. He could have thrown three picks this week. But it's nice to see the most responsible man on this football team be responsible with the football. Okay, another playmaker, Carlos Hyde, 14 carries, 79 yards, one touchdown, two receptions for 16 yards, first game back since week six, and he looks healthy. There was a burst. Mm-hmm. He was seeing the gaps in the line. He was feeling the flow of that offensive line. He brought a downhill running style that we've missed in this offense the past few weeks. No, absolutely, and that's no disrespect to Alex Collins, Travis Homer, or any of those guys, but... Carlos Hyde definitely saw something different in the game last night. You saw him run over Patrick Peterson. You saw him running over guys in the secondary. You saw him finding ways to get the extra yards that we just haven't seen the last couple weeks. So you love to see from Carlos Hyde. And it just kind of speaks to what we talked about balance. We talked about balance a ton in the uh, pre- and post-game show. And this was just the second time all season where the Seahawks had more runs and passes. Obviously, Russell Wilson had about 10 scrambles for 42 yards. But I'll loop that all in because they had balance, and a lot of that was because uh, Carlos Hyde was successful running the football. Hyde was successful, and Tyler Lockett did what he does, nine receptions, 67 yards, and one touchdown. Now, it doesn't seem like much, but now Lockett joined Jerry Rice as the only players in the Super Bowl era with 20-plus receptions, 250 yards, and four four reception touchdowns versus a single opponent in a season. That just means two things. One, dude's an OG. He's a veteran now. Mm -hmm. Tyler Lockett's getting up there. And two, he just knows how to play against the Cardinals. There's something about the Cardinals. There, there have been battles over the past few years between the Hawks and the Cardinals, and one constant has been Mr. Tyler Lockett. Well, and also, too, let's throw some love to Seahawk legend Jerry Rice. I legend. wanted to just throw that out there for <laughs> people to forget. Legend. 2004, <laughs> I saw some highlights on Twitter last night. A little throwback Thursday. Just throwing yeah. that out there, too. Another former Seahawk great Jerry Rice. Two receivers <laughs> getting it done. That just sounds hilarious. Seahawk <laughs> legend, Jerry Rice. I feel you, baby. That's old school, Jerry. That's cornrows, mm-hmm. bald head. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? I feel it. All right, Carlos Dunlap and the rest of the D-line needs some love. But Carlos Dunlap, four tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. Now, the whole D-line had three sacks, seven quarterback hits, and LJ forces safety and had a sack as well. You are getting a return in your investment immediately with Carlos Dunlap. It looks like he's getting into better shape. He's understanding the language on that they speak on their defense. He's making plays, and that number that he wears is starting to grow on me too. Hey, if I don't, I don't care what you do. If you're in the backfield making plays, sack for loss, QB hits, 
No, you love to see. You, you mentioned return on investment. I mean, that's immediately. A lot of times, guys yeah. go to a new team and like, well, give him a second. He's got to learn the scheme. He's got to learn the defense. He's got to get used to guys. No, Carlos came in there, got a sack immediately in that first game. He's getting QB hit. So you love to see what that's doing. I think that's going to continue to free other guys up. LJ Collier, love to see it. He's another guy that's Let's been, go. people have been super hard on for getting being a first round pick. He had his probably the career game, best game of his career last night. So got to love it from LJ and the whole the whole defensive line. I, I mean. We've gotten a ton of sacks the last three weeks, so they're finally they're starting to turn the tide and get to playing that style of football that we're accustomed to seeing and we hope to see moving forward the rest of the year. Now, just like y'all needed to get off of Ken Norton's back, get off of Trey Flowers' back. Man, yes. I'm so proud of this dude. Man, let's go, Trey. Three tackle, three tackles was manned up with D-Hop the whole night. D-Hop had five receptions for 51 yards, and late in the game, Trey Flowers was on that hip. That last drive that the Arizona Cardinals had, I just focused on Trey. I'm like, let's go. What's he going to do? Is he going to play off? Is he going to flip them hips and turn? He goes, nah, man. I'm lined up, man up, eyes on the hips, best receiver in the game. What you got? Great game for Trey Flowers. Oh, love it. Love the game from Trey Flowers. First of all, in that situation, he was he was on an island by himself. There was no safety over the top. There was none of that. It was one-on-one, game on the line. You need to come up with a big play. And Trey, yes, he had a missed tackle at one point in the game. He gave up a couple little things here and there. But DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in football. He yep. only allowed five receptions for 51 yards. Is an unbelievable job. And that, honestly, with how we played in the secondary times, I think that helped the defensive line. Okay, guys on guys and making Kyler Murray come off his first and second read, and then you can get sacks off that. So Trey Flowers, he's taking a ton of heat. Trey Flowers is a good football player. He's earned everything he's getting right now, and I love to see it because his confidence is just getting better and better at the right time. Shaquille Griffin's probably going to come back. Other guys are getting healthy, so things are going to keep rolling. And I'm keeping in that secondary DJ Reed. Second week in a row, leading the team tackles, 11 tackles, one tackle for loss. Same thing with DJ Reed, man. I mean, you talk about a return on investment. We knew when we picked him up, he was hurt. He had the torn pec. Came back just in time to face his old team, the Niners. Gets a pick right off the bat. Now he's helping us in the return game. He's showing some explosiveness. DJ Reed's another great pickup, and you love to see him doing things to help this football team. When we get more healthy at cornerback, you're just going to show that we're going to have so much depth, and it's going to be hard for guys to get on the field, and you love to see that. It's going to be hard for guys to get on the field once Shaq and Dunbar get healthy. DJ Reed and Trey will be two of the guys fighting for playing time. But where DJ might have solidified himself is in the return game. Mm-hmm. And he has a football in his hands on those kick returns. It looks like he's one block away from breaking him. He already had a big return. Was that against Buffalo? He had that, or the Rams. Rams, yeah. He had that big return against the Rams. So he's showing he is adding value to this team. The last guy we're going to talk about, we got that big Ray touched on. Damian Lewis started. His first game at center. First game ever. Never snapped. I'm sure he's a center, so he probably messed around snapping with his boys or whatnot. But to do it for the first time in the NFL is huge. Posick was banged up. Kyler Fuller got banged up. They say, what are we going to do? Dame said immediately after the game, they went to him and told him to start preparing to play center. Center is the quarterback on the offensive line. He. All centers should just have that C on their jersey. Yes. They're, they're captains out there. They should just have the C on their jersey. They're responsible for a lot. The young men struggled early, bounced back, again, adding value to this football team. And you love it, too. Like, he didn't get discouraged. Yeah, that's tough. As Ray mentioned it, first play of the game is a pass play. And, of course, the defensive line knows you're a first-time playing center. They know you're not used to that, so they're going to rush you super hard. He gives up a sack, had a low snap, but after that, he just played, he just balled out, man. And people underestimate how difficult it is to move positions on the offensive line. 
different combo blocks, calling stuff out. So you love to see the rookie step up because he's been huge for the Seahawks. And another thing along those same lines, I love the depth on this offensive line because they're down Jordan Simmons, who's played for Mikey Potty a lot this year. So Jamarco Jones stepped in there uh, with Damian Lewis moving over to center, and we didn't skip a beat. So big ups to the entire offensive line. O-line, get her done. All right, let's move along. We are going to the coach's corner. We're going to break down the touchdown pass between Russell Wilson and Mr. DK Metcalf. Play fake. Russ is going to roll to the right side. Stops, looks, steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to scramble. Now he's going to throw to the end zone. He's got a man. Touchdown, Seahawks. DK Metcalf. Play made by Russell Wilson, scrambling out of the pocket to his right side, and Metcalf comes all the way across the back of the end zone, outrunning Patrick Peterson, and the ball was absolutely perfect. The Seahawks on their opening drive go up 6-0. Now, this is what happened here, Nasa Chobie. Okay, okay. L- little rollout, little rollout. DK starts on the left side of the field. It looks like he's doing that deep cross back to the corner that they love to do. A little double move when it comes to the rollout. What happens is... Russell Wilson feels pressure. He steps up inside the pocket. As soon as Russell Wilson steps up, excuse me, he's not in the pocket, he's outside the pocket, but he steps up to avoid a sack. As soon as he steps up, he starts to roll out to his right. DK immediately snaps back to a crossing pattern, and Russ fires a football in a place where only DK can get it. You cannot guard DK for five seconds, six seconds. It's just almost impossible. If Russell has time and they're able to do all this creative backyard football stuff, plays like this, is going to happen. This is a signature Russell Wilson play right here. No question. This is what Russell Wilson does. He makes something happen, gets to a second read, and then just improvises. But from the defensive back side of things, Buda Baker, he's watched film. He recognizes that crosser. He's like, okay, I've seen this before. I'm going to be super aggressive. I'm going to fly downhill. Flies downhill. But as soon as Russell Wilson steps up, as you mentioned, outside the pocket, DK puts his foot in the ground, snaps his head around, and then kind of just buckles Buda Baker. And at that point, he's just in trail mode. And that's a place you never want to be as a defensive back because you're, you're wobbly. You're just trying to react. And DK Metcalf is too big and too fast. He looks back at the quarterback and just to see – his fate as DK catches it in the corner of the end zone. So you just love to see it. And Buda Baker's a good player, but you're not going to cover DK Metcalf for six seconds, especially after you jump his initial move. No, not going to be able to do it. Now, this was this is the play we're highlighting for Coach's Corner, but I also want to point out DK was in his bag. I saw mm. two different releases, creativity in his routes. Uh, man, he he's grinding during offseason. Whoever he's working with, man, they must be really getting it done. I love seeing DK evolve as a route runner, and this is a great example of this, the chemistry that him and his guy, Russell Wilson, have. Nasa Chobie, greatest formation in football. Let's get it. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Been too long since we've seen the greatest formation in football. Love to see Russell Wilson getting that victory formation. Man, the Seahawks showed some tremendous balance balance on offense, man. They are able to run the ball, throw the ball effectively. They took everything the defense was, was giving them and always got in the right play. Uh, I love to see them make changes because everyone said, hey, did we find the blueprint? All the talking heads, everyone's talking, did we find a blueprint on beating the Seattle team? We got to do pressure. If we show him this look and do this, it's going to confuse Russell Wilson. He's going to throw a turnover, blah, blah, blah. 
They came back out there. They went to work. They got in the film room. They did everything they needed to do. Were incredibly prepared. Came with some sauce for Arizona with all the different plays, all the different formations and things that they did. So I love to see them adjust and show that they can react. They get coached, too. We have a hardworking coaching staff busting, you know, their bump every day. So it's great to see that in the offenses ball out. And it was great to see the Carloses do their thing. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde on offense. Carlos Dunlap on defense. Return investments. These are new guys to this organization. Always nice to get them done. And the Seahawks didn't lose the turnover battle. Now, they didn't cause any turnovers, but they didn't lose the turnover yep. battle. That's what it's all about. If you win the turnover battle with this team, you typically win the ball game. That's exactly what they did. They played against the number one offense in the league as far as yardage. Yep. Held them to 21 points. That's a season low. Held Kyler Murray to under, what, 15 yards rushing, which is amazing to me because he can get 15 yard rushing, yards rushing on, on a single play. At any moment, he can, he can bust out a 15-yard run. I love where this defense is headed, and they're getting healthy yep. during a stretch where they got a chance to put some wins together, man. Oh, no question about it. This is, this couldn't be a better time. Coach Pete Carroll mentioned in his post-game press conference that we're going to see Shaquille Griffin again. We're going to see Carl, Chris Carson again. And slowly but surely, these guys are getting healthy at the right time. It was kind of the opposite last season. So if we can get everyone back, we can really string together some wins. And that's the thing, man. They married all three phases of the game. Without question, the most complete game of the season. Offense was playing well. Defense was playing well. Special teams was playing well. So you love to see that because it's the first time we've seen that all year. And a quick reminder, Cairo Radio is your home for the Seahawks, your source of local news. Listen to every Seahawks game live on the 97.3 FM and catch up on the news every weekday with the Cairo Radio app. Bump, we are 7-3 and most importantly, back in first place. Back in first place, we own the West. You heard it. We own the West. Now, we go to Philly, Monday night football, and take on the Eagles. But let's enjoy this for a while. We got some time. Watch some other teams play this weekend. But it's been real. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals 28-21. They get their revenge. Nice to see. It's been real. I'm Michael Bumpus, along with Nasa Chobie. This is Hawk Talk Recap. I'll let y'all soon. Mm-hmm.